Hi, I'm Miles, and I'm increasingly excited about 2021. I believe that the Lord is about to do something extraordinary amongst us. He is regathering, he is re-envisioning, re-empowering us, his church. And I hope you're getting excited too. But if you're also feeling maybe a bit apathetic at the moment, lacking drive or a bit anxious and nervous, well, I want to say that is completely normal. This has been a long, long season. I mean, Zoom parties have lost their novelty. Nobody's posting pictures of their sourdough anymore. And there's only so many series that Netflix can make. I wonder if you've had the the same experience as I have of getting into bed at night. Next to you is a pile of books that you intend to read, but instead you can't concentrate, so you just scroll through social media endlessly. I think a lot of us have this strange combination of apathy, listlessness, but also anxiety. Well, it turns out that this combination of emotions is not new and it actually has a name. In the fourth century, a Romanian monk called John Cassian wrote about this exact combination of feelings of apathy and anxiety. And he gave it a name using a Greek word. He called it acedia. Maybe you're experiencing feelings of acedia right now. Well, the good news is there is an antidote to our condition. The Psalms in the Bible are a collection of songs and poems that really speak into the human condition and all about the Lord. And there's a group of 15 Psalms known as the Songs of Ascent. They're from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. And these Psalms were called this because Jewish pilgrims would sing these Psalms together as they made their ascent uphill towards Jerusalem as they were going to the temple to worship and pray. And once at the temple, they'd even sing these psalms together on the 15 steps that led into the temple, stopping on each step to sing the corresponding psalm as they went up higher in the worship of God. The clear and powerful antidote to acedia is worship. And so today we're going to read Psalm 121. Let me read it to you. This is a song of ascent. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Amen. My talk today is entitled, A time to climb. It's time to climb above the challenges of 2020 and our circumstances. It's time to climb above our feelings of acedia through the liberating and edifying practice of worship. 
Now you might ask, well, how do we do this practice, practically? Well, I want to suggest four things essential to worship. And they, they sort of make an acronym, M-A-R-S, Mars. The first M is to do with your mindset. You can climb. Worship is a choice. You can decide that you will worship regardless of your circumstances. In verse one, the Psalm says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Now, this is not a question of hopeless desperation. Rather, it is a question of anticipation, of adoration, of longing as the pilgrims set their sights upon Mount Zion, the hill of Jerusalem, where they would enter the dwelling place of the Lord Almighty. Psalm 84 also says, blessed are those who set their hearts upon pilgrimage. You can become a pilgrim today. Establish a mindset that chooses to worship. It is time to climb. And mountains represent perspective. As we worship, as we climb, it reveals the true reality of things around us. It reveals the true reality of what God is doing. And we begin to see our lives and the challenges that we face as God sees them. Optimism often denies reality, but hope takes hold of a different, unseen reality. Worship enables us to climb to a position of hope in Christ. Writing to the church in Rome, St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. In other words, don't let the culture around you tell you how you view things. He says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And one way to renew your mind, one way to choose to see things differently through worship is when we open our hearts to the Lord and worship him. A couple of months ago, uh, my youngest son and I saw this beautiful bird in a tree in the distance. So I said to him, stay here. I'm going to grab some binoculars so we can see it more clearly. And I brought it out and, and, I, and I handed the binoculars to him. And it was at this moment that I realized that he had grown up in a completely digital world. He'd never used a, a sort of analog piece of equipment like binoculars before. He put them to his eyes and said, dad, they're broken. I can't see anything. And I said, no, you need to change the focus and then you'll be able to see. He went, yeah, but where's the button? I said, no, 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 there's no button. You just have to twist in the middle. So he tried again and he began to twist the focus. And then suddenly he went, wow, I can see clearly. And it's a bit like that when we begin to worship. Suddenly, wow, we can see clearly with a new spiritual clarity. Mindset, you can choose to worship. It's time to climb. Secondly, A. A 
is for our attitude. Your attitude of the heart. Our attitude should be one in which we keep our focus on God, not on our circumstances. When we don't do that, when we focus on our troubles, then our thoughts can spiral and our thoughts can easily become strongholds in our mind. But the answer is to focus on the Lord. Worship isn't based on our circumstances, but it's based on God's character which is unchanging and good. Focus on him, on his power, not on your weakness. Focus on his victory at the cross, not on your defeat. The more we focus on the Lord, the more we will trust him. This is what the pilgrims do in Psalm 121. They say, where does my help come from? And then they answer, verse two, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And the word here for help or helper really means deliverer or savior. Jesus is the one who has saved you, the one who is saving you and the one who will save you. The cross means that you are delivered. And then five times, this psalm says that the Lord watches over us. Now, the word here for watching, it isn't passive. It's not like God is some sort of impassionate observer from afar. No, the word is active. It's why it says that he will neither slumber nor sleep. He won't let your foot slip. And it says that he will keep you from all harm. These are promises. And the word for watcher, Shema, means that God is your guardian, always there to lovingly protect you and to watch over you. Do you know, even when you sleep, he does not. In your worship, focus on his character on these aspects of his character that come from having him as your deliverer and your guardian. And worship is more than just singing. As I said, it's an attitude. It's an approach to life. Colossians 3.23 says, in all things, do it as if you're serving the Lord. And with this attitude, in the words of the preacher, Charles Spurgeon, we can turn weekdays into Sundays, meals into sacraments, homes into temples, and earth into heaven. Mindset, attitude. Thirdly, it's to do with your relationships. It's time to climb, but climb with others. Don't do this life of worship alone. And don't just keep the faith. Spread the faith. Encourage others to climb. Interestingly, verse one and two of this psalm, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. They're in the first person. But then from verse three onwards for the rest of the psalm, 
the psalmist addresses other people. And even this psalm was meant to be sung together with the other pilgrims. Interestingly, uh, John Cassian, that fourth century monk, he reckoned that monks living a solitary monastic life were particularly susceptible and open to feelings of acedia. So stay connected with others. Join a connect group. Join a team. Find a prayer partner. Book in a coffee with that friend you haven't seen for a while and intentionally journey with others and encourage others to do the same. That's why we're embarking on this invite and share campaign uh, for the Christmas services this December. Each of us can uh, invite three friends to watch a service and then afterwards invite another three to watch the service on the YouTube channel. You know, if you are free, then you need to free someone else. If you have some power, then your job is to empower someone else. And we can all encourage others to worship. Just this past week, a friend of mine uh, phoned me up and explained how their cousin uh, had a friend. And they'd been talking to this friend and, and uh, shared the Christian faith with them. And, and this friend was now interested in maybe getting baptized. So my friend had called me up and said, well, can you give any advice to my cousin? What he should say now to encourage this person to get baptized? And I said, well, what local church does your cousin go to? Why doesn't he take his friend along to there or get them plugged in with that local church and they can help prepare them for baptism? And then my friend said, well, here's the thing. My, my cousin believes, but actually, doesn't really go to church. I actually was really encouraged by the fact that everyone, whether you feel like you're a church regular or not, every one of us can be used by the Lord to encourage others into worship of Jesus. It's time to climb together. So our mindset, our attitude, our relationships, and then finally, fourthly, a life of worship also requires strength. We need strength to live this life of worship. And of course, our strength comes from God, from his Holy Spirit within us. And we can draw upon his strength as we come close to him in prayer and in worship. As it says in James 4 verse 8, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And prayer and worship go together. They're like two sides of the same coin. Prayer is a form of worship and worship is a form of prayer. And I think there are two specific challenges in which prayer and worship can really help us in this season. Firstly, it can help you when you're in a period of waiting. Perhaps you're waiting for something in your life right now. Maybe a long-held request of God or, or you just have a sense of inertia in your life or some plan has been changed or put on hold due to this pandemic. Waiting can feel really difficult. But I want to encourage you, if you're watching this and you are waiting right now, 
you're in really good company. Abraham waited 25 years. Joseph waited 13 years. Moses waited 25 years. And Jesus, he waited 30 years before his ministry began. I've said before that God often works in sort of just two speeds, slowly or suddenly. And what we need to do is to steward our slowly periods well so that we're positioned for God's suddenly. And one way to do that is to wait well through worship. Patience isn't just the ability to wait, it's the ability to wait well. As Stu said a couple of weeks ago, patience isn't passive, it's active. So today, worship while you wait. And secondly, I think prayer and worship can help us to combat worry. As pain tells us of our need for healing, worry tells us of our need for prayer. Hand your worries over to the Lord in prayer. Let him carry your burdens and trust him with your protection. In verse five of the Psalm, it says this, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Back then, uh, people carried their shield in their left hand, but that meant that it was their right side of their body that was slightly vulnerable to attack. But the Psalm says that the Lord is your shade at your right hand. In other words, he's right there standing to protect you where you're most vulnerable. I wonder, where are you most vulnerable in your life right now? You can trust Jesus to protect you in precisely that area of your life. Not only has he died for you, not only has he risen to new life for you, but he's now ascended to heaven and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And what's he doing there? Well, scripture tells us he's praying for you and for me. Have you got that? He's praying for you. The clergyman Robert, Robert Murray McShane said these amazing words. He said, if I could hear Christ praying for me in the very next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Yet distance makes no difference. He is praying for me and he's praying for you. So you need not worry. You can give your burdens and your prayers to him. That is a promise. Pull in the promises in prayer. Let me say that again. Pull in the promises in prayer. He is praying for you. And that's why today we're beginning our next 24-7 week of prayer. Go to the HTBB website and book an hour slot in the virtual prayer room and use it to pull in the promises in prayer. It will transform how you feel. It will transform uh, in the heavenlies how you realize and see what's going on and your prayers in the present will chart a course for your future.
Now is the time to worship. Now is the time to climb. When God wanted to give Moses the law, it was time to climb Mount Sinai. When God wanted to whisper in the ear of Elijah, it was time to climb Mount Horeb. When Jesus wanted to reveal who he was to his closest friends, it was time to climb Mount Tabor. And when Jesus, when it was time for him to show his unconditional, perfect love for us, it was time to climb Golgotha. Today, it's time to climb the Mount of Faith in worship. There is a new season coming. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, pandemics have always forced humans to break with the past and imagine a new world. And this season is no different. It's like a portal, a gateway from one world to the next. And perspective and faith are needed to seize this moment and to climb in faith. And the key is worship. In a moment, we're going to ask the Spirit to come and It'll be a brilliant moment for you to request prayer. You can click that button, request prayer. But just before we do that, why don't we take a moment to do that which has been central to Christian worship right from the very beginning, which is to remember the cross through communion together. We're now going to share informal communion together. So if you've got any bread or crackers at home or some uh, juice, you might want to grab it. But if you don't, don't worry. I'm going to take this for you. This is for everyone to partake in. In the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he gave God thanks and then he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples saying, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So if you have some bread, you can get it now. If not, this is for you the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you on the cross. And the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ keep you in eternal life. Let's remain in an attitude of worship right now. And um, you might want to put your hands out in front of you, having just received. And let's pray. Lord, thank you for feeding us spiritually. Thank you for the cross, that you are indeed our deliverer and guardian. And if you've never put your faith in the Lord before, then right now, why don't you invite Jesus into your heart, Just say, sorry, Lord, I repent of the past. Thank you that I am forgiven now because of the cross and you rose to new life that I might have a new start. And would you please send your Holy Spirit to come and dwell within me now and forevermore. Amen.
And each one of us, just pray this prayer in your heart. Say, come, Holy Spirit, would you pour your presence, the love of God, into me right now. Receive. Thank you.